everybody it's uh another edition of the podcast you're listening to totally corrupt and uh we're about to bring mr Diggs in saturday night so let's blaze it up and uh have a couple drinks and have a good time i'm in are you in let's do it You tried to bamboozle me with that uh, goddamn video thing. FaceTime podcast we almost did. We don't want to do that. We don't know the proper etiquette for FaceTime podcasts yet. We don't have hair and makeup in our budget. Yeah, I know. We need some people. Hair and makeup artists... If you guys want, I mean, yeah. if, if you look at our podcasts, our, our podcast website, totallycorrupt.live, you can see pictures of Diggs' hair when it was like really fucking long and gray and just flowing like a motherfucker. We need hair and makeup. Then I got a house. Yeah. You want to do it? Once you, once you get a house, you got to shit. You got to trim that shit. No, I saw myself walking around work one day on a security camera. I was like, I looked like I was about to rob the place. I had to cut that thing off. Yeah, you have a house. You're not homeless, which is exactly how you looked. No, but it was my, it was my COVID cut. I called it a COVID cut for a reason because I was like, not going to cut my hair until COVID was over. Then I realized it was never going to end and I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that hair to get any longer. If anything, it was more like a so, COVID catcher. Well, well, put it this way. I could have. It was so long. I could have put it in front of my face and made a hair face mask. I could have weaved myself a fucking mask on my face. I could have choked. I could have choked you out with your own hair. It was becoming a. uh, a, 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 It was becoming a health hazard. Yeah, a threat to your own well-being. Dude, when I'm a tosser, I toss and turn at night. And uh, sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night, like, coughing on my own hair like a cat would. Like, when a cat gets a hairball, I'd be like... <laughs> sure. Who hasn't woke up like that? Well, unless you're bald. Dude, I had my hair so long, it was so thick. It was, like, literally, like, walking around with my pillow stuck to the back of my head all day long. Ooh. See, yeah. we, we went into the jokes right, right, right off the get-go. I took a poorly timed gay joke into the ditch, and you had a terrible comeback right there. What? Yeah. Well, you were talking about my hair. That's a bad topic in the first place. You never talk about anybody's hair. Right. My fault. That's gay. Anyway. But your hair was pretty... You were talking, uh, but you know, I was trying to go with you, you on, know, like, let's hire beautiful girls for hair and makeup. That's what I was trying to go with you. I would like... And we just fucking I think derailed. Should, I think we should derail onto a higher rail. And uh, Donald Trump was at Game 4. Yes, he was. I did. I saw that. And he did, he, he, he did the tomahawk 
And lives around everybody went mad. I can't believe you did that. That's racist, dude. They, it's you, tradition. Here's here's real talk. My high school, they, it, what we are, we were the Braves, and uh, now that's racist, and they want to change my high school. It's been the Braves for fucking since day one. They want to change their name. So what do they think about Trump and the Tomahawk Chop? You know, I'm serious. They. No, no, seriously, Trump was honest. He goes, hey, you know what, back in the day when he was president, he was like, hey, yeah, sure, they want to take down this statue and this statue and that statue. When's it going to end? When are schools going to be renamed? When are streets going to be renamed? When's, when does it end? No, there's a reason why. Keep the names the same. Talk about the history. Don't try to erase it. Hey, let's talk about history. Let's talk about names. You know who just was uh, got had a street named after them in Seattle was good old Lenny Wilkins, the fucking uh, Supersonics coach. By the way, we don't have the fucking Supersonics yeah. anymore. Uh, he was they they just now are naming a street after Lenny Wilkins, and I think that's hey, politic. Could Arts, be, could we might not we might not have the Supersonics anymore, but at least we can play some street ball on Lenny Wilkins' way. Fuck yeah, we can. Street <laughs> ball. Uh, that just happened like what yesterday or something like this sometime this week. Good for him. Dude, Ed, that... shit, Martin, Edgar Martinez has a uh, street named after him. I mean, no, that's cool. But I mean, down the road, I mean, are are these poor bastards going to be ripped down? Because something happened in their past. If anybody rips down an Edgar Martinez statue, I'm going to fucking... I mean, they'll be hell to pay. For me personally, I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, just think about it. Think about it. Maybe maybe, maybe future, a future uh, uh, social crime is not having a Facebook account, which is not Facebook anymore. It's called Meta, right? It's Meta, 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 what? Meta. And, Make everything Trump again. No, seriously, Facebook changed their name from Facebook to Meta. They're still Facebook. Facebook is still Facebook. Meta is the governing body. Like Alphabet is the governing body to Google. I know. There's a lot of things going on. This whole virtual reality thing. Okay, like VR porn. That's been out for a while, bro. No, no, virtual. Like they want you to literally live in this. Have you seen his uh, ad? It's like a, it's like a forty-minute ad where Mark Zuckerberg's just talking the whole time. No, I did not see the and ad. He, he, oh yeah, you is it on you? your avatar? And you 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 pick oh, out your avatar no. and you live in this virtual world. Oh, you live in this virtual no. world. You are literally taking yourself out of your physical world, living in a virtual world. Oh, no. That's all I got to say is, oh, no. (laughs) Carry on. Dude. Tell me more. Tell me more about this great place I'm going to have to. I thought the guys back in the day, back in like 1980, 
early 90s playing Dungeon and Dragons or uh, Dragon's Lair. Remember that video game? I never played Dragon's Lair because it was so gay. Yeah, and then but uh, I played I played I played a lot of video games. I was a video game guy, but it's like Mark Zuckerberg is basically saying, "No, live your live your entire life, your entire social life in a complete free virtual reality space." It's like why? Because you can't do it in real life. What I. Because well, you're a I pussy and you can't like, do it in real life. You can't live your no, no, real I life. When I, when I saw it, I thought, this is what happens when people are scared to interact with other people for real. But, I mean, the thing is, it's like, then you sit home. Let's say you pick an avatar that's fit and good looking, and you're sitting at home and you're fat and you're, you know, you're out of shape. You know, it's like, it's like the total pretend, the total, uh, God, what does that, what does that, what does that mean when people take a picture of themselves and then they alter it to make them look like they have skinny waist or it's just, it's just, uh, it's just photoshopping. It, it, yeah. They Photoshop it because they are narcissistic and insecure. I know, but I mean, the thing is everybody's getting to the point where they may choose not to go out and just do, just pretend like this virtual reality thing is just fine. It's just fine. It's not just fine. Well. Okay, it's just fine then. It's just fine. Everybody do that, and then I'm going to come and rob all of you. I'm going to mercifully just like shake you down, manhandle you, because you have no muscles, you have no experience, you'll just be a scared little person getting robbed. Crime will go up a thousand percent, and I won't even have to touch somebody, I'll just yell at them, I'll yell at them, I'll mean tweet them, and they'll give me their money. That's how bad. That's what you can do now. That's what they can do now. Do you, know you about ever that? notice that? I'm going to mean tweet the I fuck out of some people I for their cryptocurrency. You better sh send me fucking $100,000 Bitcoin. You know, that's like $4.6 no, million, saying, dollars, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying I see people day, almost, almost daily drive through the parking lot where I work and break into people's cars, grab a bag, and drive off. And you know they're doing this all day long. They're doing this all day long. There's a window shortage. I mean, there's so many windows being broken out of cars. Oh, like a glass because the shortage are, because the police, of the replacements. The police can't do anything. Huh? Yeah, to replace the windows. Yeah. Jesus Probably. Christ. They're probably sitting on a ship off the port. I'm sure that shit comes from China too. Hmm. Glass might be getting, glass might be the next industry to get into. A lot of it's going to get broken soon. It's already been broken. <laughs> you been... already missed that investment ship. Uh, no, it's just getting started. I think. Imagine when Trump gets reelected. Imagine the riots in 2024. If you thought the riots, I don't. Were, you, dude, there was going to be riots, real bad riots, if he got reelected. 
real bad riots. No, but the riots will be controlled. There, there, there will be a baseline. There will be a baseline. You can protest in peace if you are fighting cops. Your ass is going to jail, and we will prosecute you. It's no different than the way they're still treating. So everybody who protested in Portland and burned down that city for fucking four and a half months, three months, whatever, they are still imprisoning people from January 6th in solitary confinement, or they were until they were told that they violated their rights by a judge. So the thing is, you got to think about this. There's all sorts of laws out there. There's laws on the books. The thing is, the system has just decided not to, not to push certain ones. Just imagine, with all the shit going on right now, just imagine if they decided to push them all back in and said, no, these laws are in the book and now we are enforcing them. Think about that. Think about that. Somebody jaywalking. All of a sudden, they're getting a ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, just stupid shit. Because there are so many stupid laws on the books. But what happens is that they decide which ones they're going to enforce and not enforce. And then when they don't want to enforce a lot of them, but they know they don't have an option. So what they do is they uh, say, hey, we're going to make the uh, police force uh, get vaccinated mandates. And they're like, whoa, so a half, a quarter or half of them are going to quit everywhere. And then they're like, you know, like Ilan Omar right now is like, no, the reason our, our violence is up in the cities is because police are refusing to do their soul, their soul, um, you know, what they solemnly sold to, you know, legally do. And it's like, look, you told us you didn't want us here in the first place. You defunded our ass. You're telling us we're not welcome. And if we do anything, we're supremacists in one way or another, or fascists or whatever. So we're leaving. We're going to go to Florida. We're going to go to a state that actually... You know, it's a lot more freer than your city, and your crime has gone up to hell in a handbag, and you're going to blame it on us for not doing our duty? Give me a break. I Think of this. Do you really believe the vaccination numbers that they tell us about, like, actually how many people were, like, left their jobs because they refused to get vaccination? They keep saying it's like in the eight to nine percent range for the spd but think about oh, it so higher think about this it's higher i know it's way higher I, I got a story to confirm it but think about this why if you were the seattle police department chief would you say hey yeah yeah tell the fucking news exactly how many police officers we lost then the crime's going to go out of the fucking out of this world so they say it's like 8 9%, which is like, oh, that's not too bad. But, like, I believe it's, like, in the neighborhood of, like, 30%. Hey, uh, let, let me remind you about something, Parts. 
Remember when uh, that uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Cuomo. Cuomo. Remember Cuomo? Who you, Remember the, when the he ran? Fucking, uh, ran he, when he ran New York. The the, the ex governor, the, the fucking the, failed governor of he, New York. He, he ran. He ran the Big Apple. Remember, he ran the Big Apple. He ran the Big Apple, and uh, not no more. He sure took a bite of the big. He sure took a, a big bite out of the Big Apple when he killed a whole bunch of old people. That was that was pretty bad. Dude, that guy is. When, uh, he doesn't even live in New York anymore. When, uh, no, but remember when he was uh, like, uh, uh, oh, old people got COVID. Uh, send them away from the hospital and put them back in the old folks home where, where nobody has COVID, but uh, they're all old folks. We want them to die. <laughs> I mean, think about his thinking. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Makes no yeah, sense. Made no I sense. Just, and you know what? There wasn't a lot of information to go off back then, so that just shows the fucking how guided someone can be by like politics to just do what other people say, even though common sense tells you other. There's a lot of times you, you, where common sense tells you otherwise, but the common sense to everybody else is the opposite. If that makes yeah. sense. We live in riddled times. Conf like, I mean, we are so confused about what is right and what is wrong anymore. It's a little out of hand. No, 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 no. You, well, most of the time we're lied to. That's the thing I think most we're waking we're up to, to is that we have been lied to for a long, long, long time. Like hundreds of hundreds, hundreds, is, hundreds and hundreds thing, of years. The, the thing is, everybody has one or two or three. Maybe thousands of years. Through. Think about this. Most people have one, two, or three things that they listen to solidly. Right now, at this point in our lives, we have to assume that everything we're told, no matter what side you're on, what, what you think, you've got to assume you're being lied to. So either you listen to something, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's true. Or you listen to something, you're like, oh, my God, that's really happening. But then you sit there and you go, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. I'm going to do a little research. And then you're going to get about six or 12 different other spots that you listen to. And if you have a consensus that people that you would want to hang out and talk to, then you're like, okay, this is real news. Or you listen to it and you're like, oh my God, they're still pushing that? Like, really? I mean, it, it, it becomes it becomes like you're in a school cafeteria back in the day and there's those people that like to gossip and then those, those people that like to just talk about like sports or or whatever, you know, or, you know what I mean? It's oh, like you got to find your group. Because there are always people that are going to want to gossip and, and blow things out, out of proportion all the fucking time. And it's just like, I don't have time for that. That's exhausting. That is exhausting. Right. Well, there's... To be honest with you, there's, I believe there's only a certain amount of people in this world. Like, like everybody likes to believe that they're a unique flower 
or snowflake, but um, we are unique to a degree. Our experiences are unique, but like maybe they're not. But our personalities seem to line up within a certain range. Like, I mean, there's not hundreds of thousands of personality types. There's only like a, a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're predictable people. All of us are, if you really think about it. You either stay in your lane and just go with the motion of the ocean, or you try to be a rebel, push your luck, which typically doesn't always work out. Maybe you'll gain... We're very... Maybe you'll maybe you'll gain some small short short term gains by being aggressive. Maybe you'll gain some incredibly aggressive gains because you were conservative. But if you're somewhere in the middle, everybody seems to end up in the same place, and that is dead. So hold on, we do find ourselves in similar groups, but more than more often than not, we have very different outcomes. That's what I would like to think about. We are very small groups. We do have small groups. But we have huge or similar outcomes. You know, like famous people that come from small towns or, you know, crazy people that right. were intelligent. You know, it's like these in, insane people that were supposed to be really smart and looked up on, and then you find out Dr. Konvorkian wasn't trying to save your life. It's like, whoa, you know, we kind of get freaked out about some of this shit. But it's also, it's like, what do we do about it? It's like, well... I think we right did. now is the time to do something about it because we're basically basically reinventing everything that exists digitally. You know what I mean? So, like, you just talked about... I don't think we're reinventing... Yes, we are. You did reinventing. What did I don't you think we're reinventing? I Dicks. think we're rediscovering. What did, what did you just? I think we're rediscovering technology that's already been here. Sure, that could be too. I think that's a strong possibility. But what I'm trying to say is, like, what you were just talking about earlier was Facebook and how it just changed to Meta. And but what are they offering? Well, they're slinging some virtual reality that you can basically live in. You know, some this fake world that uh, you can live in. So what, what they're reinventing reality. They're reinventing what's normal. If you think about they're it, if you like, think about it, real human contact it, is scary. It, it's dangerous. It's bad for your health. You think about this. Stay in your home. You can stay in your safe space. You can stay in your safe space with your human or mortal body. But you can go experience all this other stuff with your uh, flambeau, you know, your body, your avatar. So the thing is, is that they are literally trying to teach people to be more scared. Because honestly, who, who wants to go out much more nowadays with all the shootings going on? I mean, I would rather, I'm, I'm actually thinking it might be better to go to fucking, fucking Iran, live in Iran or, Iraq or some shit like that, and you Listen, know, I live in a, I live, I live, I live in Chicago. Could you imagine living in Chicago right now? Well, I live in a oh pretty safe area. You know, I think both of us do. We live in a very safe area, generally speaking, in comparison to the worst places in the United States. But what I'm trying to say is, like, listen, just this summer, 
you know, Chris, Chris uh, and I get jumped in the streets getting food inside of his car. I mean, that kind of ends it for me going out and like really partying, partying like I used to. Like, I mean, I used to Dude, I'm go meet, meet, meet. Those Dix Burgers, and they were trying to describe some Dix Burgers out yeah. of town. Oh, I'm just at Dix Burgers, and all of a sudden there's a shooting. You know, that shit happens pretty regularly in the Seattle area now when that was never a fucking thing because, you know what, no one even had a gun in Seattle. You know, you know what's changing? The, this is the one thing I guarantee is changing. And I, I don't know if you should quote me on this or whatnot, but I guarantee you the government's forcing us to go back to the old West because you can't call a cop anymore. He can't come and do anything. He has no power. The only power you have is to be a legal citizen who stays in good standing, gets a concealed wear, carry permit, and you shoot somebody. And when they go, why did you shoot them? And you're like, well, they pulled a gun on me. And they're like, yeah, but you shouldn't have killed them. And I'm like, well, does he have a concealed carry permit? Oh, he shouldn't even be carrying a gun. I have a concealed carry permit. I do not want to pull my gun out of my fucking holster at all. The only reason I had to is because this motherfucker pulled out his gun trying to shoot me. And that'd be totally, and, and that'd be totally, that'd be totally fine in self-defense. As long as it holds up in court and you got some evidence of it, there's other witnesses and shit like that. Imagine if you're in the woods and something happened. I don't know. Dude, I've heard stories of guys that are fishermen just like to go fishing down on the uh, on that river down there. Um, what's that river road? The Puyallup River. Yeah, or whatever, wherever they go fishing, and uh, people actually will shoot down at people fishing, like fire firearms. Like at dudes just hanging out fishing. It's like, why? Never. No, just. This is our neck of the woods. This is our town now. We're letting you know you're not welcome here anymore. Not welcome. You better get out before you get killed. I mean, seriously, this whole thing, all this stuff, all this stuff comes from bullying. And the thing is, the bullies have been bullying too long. And now the people who were really relaxed and like, hey, I really don't want to have to do this. Okay, you're making me do this. Okay. The, bu- okay. the bullied a lot. The bullied have now become the bullies. <laughs> the bullies, the bullied, the people who have been bullied are becoming the people that are saying things like, uh, let's go, Brandon. We're losing and, patience. Uh, and uh, they're starting to be the people that stand up during the national anthem, which I found that very nice to see during the uh, World Series. Yeah. I noticed that all of the players stood up during the national anthem. And the thing is, when they did that, 
I remember going to a lot of those Tacoma Tiger games when I was a kid with my dad. And when I was a kid, I was, I didn't know why I had to do it. I just did it because my dad said I had to do it. And then I realized why I needed to do it when I got older and I realized certain people kind of gave their lives for, you know, and stuff. And then, and then when I got older, I didn't think about that as much. Every time I took my hat off and I put it over my heart, I thought about all those times I had with my dad when he taught me why you do certain things. And then I remember the times I had with my dad at the park when I, you know, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, the, the thing is, yeah, you might do it for a reason originally, like, and maybe you do it for a reason you don't even know why you're doing it. You just do it because you have to do it because your dad tells you to do it. But it's like, in the end, when you do do it, you realize why it's important to have a little bit of patriotism. Because you not only realize the people that you don't know that came before you, but also the people that have that are family members or friends that got you to where you are. It's like, you know, when you're standing for the flag, it's not just for everything. I think those guys that stand for the flag are standing for those guys that, like, believed in them when they were younger, too. You know, said, hey, you can do this, kid. You can make it to the majors. And they're like, no way. And now all of a sudden they're standing in the World Series. You know, I mean, when you get to that point as an athlete, I think you have to have an unreal belief that not too many people have because you got to be like, you got to truly believe. Yeah. I, I, I can not, I think I can make it to the world series. That's my dream. I am going to make it to the world. They, they told themselves for 20 years, I'm going to make it to the world series. I'm going to make it to the world series. I'm going to make it to the world series. And then all of a sudden they're there and they're like, Oh shit. You know? Yeah. Big, you're, I think you're, you're I there. Think it's you're... Kind of one of those things you kind of, Hey, I was elected. I was elected to be the United States president. You know, I mean, that's a big deal. I'm in the World Series. That's a big deal. I'm in the U.S. Open. That's a big deal. Well, it's a goal. It's a goal, and and I think uh, I think when they talk about this basic income, this this bullshit, and this and and equal outcome, it's like. Okay, equal outcome. Think about this equal outcome with uh, uh, major sports. LeBron James is most people's favorite basketball athlete. That's paying the most money. But be like, hey, hold on. He's getting the most money. But we have so many people in the entire league. We're just going to take everybody's money together. We're going to put it in a big pole. We're going divide it, to divide it up very evenly. Because that would be fair, right? Yeah, just divide it up. <laughs> what would LeBron James say? What would LeBron James fans say? They'd be like, "What the fuck?" I would he hope. I would hope LeBron James be. would be like, "Hey, for every million that I make over <laughs> one, like I want to make a million. I'm a gifted athlete. I think I should make a million a year. Okay, everything I make over that, I'm going to donate it to." Places that benefit that I benefited from, perhaps my school district, 
perhaps, you know, like my fucking county, perhaps, you know, like the veterans that live in my county. Right, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just said he's just ideas. Just a, a hold on, hold on. I'm talking this about me personally. That's just a general athlete, this period. Is a better, this, is, this is a better idea. LeBron's making probably 40-plus million dollars a year. Let's just give him a million dollars a month. A million dollars a month. And just be like, hey, you know what? How about you just... Give the rest of the money to people that are less fortunate to you. It's pretty much what I'm saying, but you just gave LeBron a pretty hefty upgrade. Well, no, because he's a celebrity. You got to at least get, but I mean, no, $1 million a year. Some people could be like, ah, it's tough. It's hard to live on. But as an athlete, just say, hey, you get, you get a, you get a million dollars every month. Done. Just give the rest of your money to somebody else. See, everybody else, everybody who makes a lot of money is like, hey, we should definitely take care of the the, the less fortunate and stuff like that. We should, but I'm not going to do it. You can't afford it. Do it You're I not in the position to I'm, just I'm give gonna... your money away all the time. Well, LeBron James is. Listen, That's what I'm saying. So, LeBron so, James is like we let me let me able, let me make this very clear to you, you people, you but, progressive, but you progressive not, liberal. I got to tell you something. If we took all the money from all of the billionaires and taxed them, you know the way that they want want to tax them, if we took all their money, even if we uh, confiscated all their money, we'd only be able to run the, the federal government for about eight or nine months. Maybe the conversation is where the rest. Where is our money going? That's the real conversation. That's the real question. A lot of that relief money for the COVID thing, the relief money, mm-hmm. was fraudulent, was very fraudulent. Mm-hmm. And they're just finding it out now. And that's the whole thing. It's like. Yeah, they tried to accuse you, me of that. But guess who won, motherfucker? It wasn't them. It was me. There you go. My unemployment thing. You know about that. I won $20,000 back because they tried to accuse me of defrauding the system, which was not true at all. I've talked about it from day one on this podcast. That's how this podcast got started. I lost my fucking job. I'm an audio engineer. Hey, you want to do a podcast on my porch? Yeah, sure. I'm applying for unemployment. I was. I even told on this podcast that how much I was getting. <laughs> Think about that. You you, you you won against them. I didn't even fight them, and I owed them. I, I had to pay them 9500 bucks. The most validating letter I ever got in my life was October 7th. It was a, a balance of zero from the unemployment department. Couldn't believe it. I had just got one a week earlier saying, you owe us $21,000. That was like September 28th. In October seventh, probably. Did they threaten you like it's by tomorrow? Oh yeah, and I never did it. I'm like, listen, We're gonna I, I know I'm, I, I know I'm in the motherfucking right here. I know I'm in the right, and I fought tooth and nail for 18 months. I went through two appeals through the um, commission, the the not just unemployment, but the the commission that 
their juris, jurisdiction, or, sorry, there's an, jur, jur? there's an unemployment commission who is like the commissioner of all of unemployment. Anyway, you have to like, if you want to make a appeal, you have to go through them. I was denied once. I went through the appeal system twice, got through a second time. And I had a judge that actually was like, listen, I could tell in his voice that I was going to win the moment he opened his mouth. Because because he had heard testimony, he heard ter- testimony from the previous one, and I mean, do you know my story or not? No. Okay. So I was running the music program at the airport right when COVID happened. Yeah. I was making good money. Oh yeah 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 yeah. What the fuck is that? Never mind. Uh, anyway, uh, so I was running the music program, and uh, COVID happens, and they kick, uh, they turned the music program off, so I instantly lost my job. This was like March 2020, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I apply for unemployment. I get it. I'm getting my benefits all the way through like uh, August. All of a sudden, I get a letter saying you're denied. And now you owe us all those money back because we called your last employer who, which was, they did not call the production company. They called my employer before that. And, uh, they said, they said, you quit that job. I said, yeah, I quit that job. I quit that job to get the production job. And they didn't want to hear it for a long time. They're like, we're not here to discuss who you worked for last. We're here to discuss why you quit your last job. So I had to go through that process first, which took about a year before I could appeal a second time to say, Hey, listen, motherfuckers, the real reason, you know, there was a clerical error. Like they were filed me as a 1099. I should have been in W2. Then the the company corrected it. It's a long story. Yeah. But the bottom line is, I was awarded originally about twenty thousand in unemployment benefits. Uh, then asked for it back. I appealed. I lost. I appealed again, and then I got it back. I got all of it back. But it took me. It took me eighteen months. And I've had that looming over yeah. my head. I've had that looming over my head this entire podcast. Every episode. Every episode. <laughs> it took you 18 months, but it got you 18 grand. I would like to thank uh, Cornell University, uh, my little fucking law certificate that I earned in 2020 <laughs> for this major fucking victory. Not only have I won against uh, unemployment, but I've also won against uh, Seattle Municipal Court for a fucking uh, parking ticket that was $45, and I got talked down to 5 So I'm 2-0 as a lawyer, and I feel pretty good about myself. So that's that. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't like fucking 
government pushing you around when there's established rules like this forced COVID uh, vaccination to work. I feel like that that's an equal employment opportunity department fucking opportunity for them to fucking fix. You feel me? Like, I mean, listen, the EOCC is like the commission that governs all of um, employment law, sexual harassment, shit like that. You know, discrimination, if whether you were hired dependent on uh, if you were white or black or had a disability or an ability over someone else, they need to know that the interview process is an equal employment opportunity system, right? So there's a commission for that. I don't think that um, because somebody is vaccinated or not doesn't mean that they can't do the same job. You didn't ask them if they had AIDS or not. You didn't ask them if they had the flu the day of the interview or if they had a, a flu shot or tetanus shot or any kind of shot. It's against the law because there's called health privacy laws, HIPAA, H-I-P-P-A. There, there, are, there are nurses that I've seen that have refused to give children um, medicine because they were not vaccinated and call security what? to re- remove the child. All right. Yeah. This is getting it's out of hand. USA. Oh, that was on Turning Point? Of course. Charlie Kirk. USA. Shout out. Charlie Kirk. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's just it's just, um, it's just weird. I just, I just, um, <laughs> I mean, I think, think about my history. <laughs> three of my, three of my grandparents were immigrants, and one was a, a, a Native American Indian. And, uh, and anyway, uh, they all came over and they did their thing and they procreated and they fucked us and we spread. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not like my family has ever asked anything from the government. I mean, when my uh, dad came over here, was it? Well, when my mom, my father's dad, came, uh, my father's mother came over here. She uh, had two boys, and then uh, she met somebody else. Well, the next husband said, I don't want kids. So she abandoned the kids. So my dad had to be (laughs) raised by his (laughs) older brother, who was like 14, you know. So they had to get jobs and stuff, and I mean all sorts of stories. But long story short, you know, I mean, we didn't really see much white privilege or uh, <laughs> experience this uh, monarchy or anything like that. All we just knew is like Dad just said, "Hey." 
you know, work hard, you know, pay your bills, get shit done, go to work, you know, things get better. And then you're like, oh, you turn around and you're like, you know, when you wake up and you feel a little less stressed than last year, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, listen, one thing, one thing people don't understand right now either, and I, I, you know, I mean, you get it because you work for a small company. You get it better than most people do. But if you work for a big company, you really are out of touch. But, like, how to how a real business works, you get the opportunity to see it up close right in your face because your company is, what, less than 200 people? Uh, probably. But, well, the thing is, is that... I've been there long enough that I know where it was and where it is now. Sure. And I the expansion and stuff, but... You've got you a know, front row seat. I still, well, I mean, the VP of the company used to be our store manager. Right. Now. Good friend of both you of know. ours. Good friend of both of ours. Cal Grand, shout out. And uh, love Cal. Love um, Cal. But, um, no, it's just one of those things that it's amazing what's happened. And it's, and it's, it's kind of, it's exciting to be a part of it. I... I don't, you know, I feel proud. That's a good word, I guess I would say proud, because, you know, I enjoy the people I work with. I enjoy the customers we have. You know, it's it's a unique, fun job. It's it's very rare. It's very, I, you, you know, you, you know you're not going to make, you know you're not going to make a million dollars a year, but you know you're going to feel, Kind of like a million dollars because you get to play some private courses. Well, shit. You know, here's another shout you, out. You see everybody and people. People invite you to their course and. Well, here's yeah, a I mean, here's just, here, real quick. Here's a shout out. I just saw on cool. fa- I just saw on Facebook. Uh, shout out Uncle Buck. He just got to do some fucking crazy ass shit with like what Callaway or something <laughs> like that. You guys get some fuck. Yeah, you guys get to go on bad ass motherfucking trips, and, and you sell golf clubs. They just, they, they just got back from Vegas. Uh, he went. Where did uh, where they play? Went, uh, oh, they played Bears Best. Uh, a couple other places I forget, but they stayed at Caesars. Callaway took them. They had a great time. They ate at a. They ate at a. What's his name? Ah, shit. Gordon Ramsay's Steakhouse. And uh, I asked, Steve was telling me, I go, where'd you, I go, where'd you eat? He goes, Gordon Ramsay's Steakhouse. And uh, I go, that's cool. I go, what'd you order? He goes, a steak, duh. <laughs> I go, oh. Duh. I go, I go, did you get any sides, like, you know, potatoes or anything? He goes, I think I got a vegetable or something, but I, what you, I got a steak. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, Gordon Ramsay's I was going to ask him what kind of cut he got at that point. He seemed perturbed. I think he was mad that his steak was gone. <laughs> it must have been delicious. It must have been delicious. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, you guys get... I mean, the golf community gets so many cool things that happen to them. I mean, I just... I've chosen 
that is my path. I, whatever I end up doing is going to be somewhere in golf or country clubs, something like that. Country clubs that have golf courses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I remember talking to angry one time. I remember we were talking, we were all me, you and angry and Timmy actually were all at uh, Tacoma country club. And I was like talking to Steve about like being Callaway rep. And he's like, yeah, dude, I feel like I'm in my element every day I work. He loves it. He loves being known in the community. He loves being known as the golf guy for Callaway. You know, I mean, so do you. You you've got you got it made too. You're a caddy at Chambers Bay, a US open course, and you're a fucking top salesperson at a golf retail shop. Like how much money have you made this year or you sold this year? You've sold over a million. And you, a lot. Yeah, and you probably towed it around hey, at least. People want, to, people want to go outside and have fun. People have been locked up. Yeah. I mean, if you work in any sort of outdoor industry, you're probably doing great. I mean, RVs. I mean, that's the nice thing about the uh, golf industry is that uh, everybody golfs. And you get to meet people from cars and travel trailers and you know everything insurance all this housing industry you know shipping construction industry. you know what you know what everybody's doing you know what everybody's doing and everybody who's working in any sort of outdoor industry is flourishing uh building materials very expensive hard to get uh any sort of appointments because everybody's booked i mean uh shipping can't get anything in. I mean, it's you hear it from everything. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny because a little bit of everybody calls, so you get to hear a little bit of the whole story of the world. True. And the world's been interesting this last year. Oh so yeah. I was. I, I've been trying to be quiet and just try to listen to certain people, ask the right questions. I love it when I get cops in there or people like that, law enforcement. And, and I told you I played. Like, I told you I played golf with three SPD guys. Something not too long ago. Side. What? I played with. What? I played golf with three SPT SPD guys at Gold Mountain. What was what that? Three three weekends ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he told me. It's fun talking. It's fun yeah. talking to people that are involved in golf because. Golf touches so many important parts of society. It's like politics, money, and athletics, baseball, everything. Who's that guy, Steve Ballmer, Microsoft guy? Ballmer, yeah. The ex-CEO. He was the CEO after um, Bill Gates. Yeah, he was, yeah. He used to... uh, play uh, golf over at Chambers once in a while, and I remember I was on the turn, and I was sitting on the back caddy, you know, the caddy uh, table out back, smoking mm-hmm. a cigarette. Sure. This is back when they were like, when you really, when you, when you really own the place. Well, when I was caddying a lot, I was back there, and, uh, and I was like, I've got to get up. I don't know, if, you know, because my player went to the bathroom. We were just coming through the turn. 
and I didn't know he was behind us or wherever. He might have just been coming to the first tee. I don't know. But uh, he kind of comes over and he looks for the bathroom. I go, it's right over there. He goes, oh, thank you. You know, and I'm just in there smoking my cigarette. And I just, I looked at it. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's that billionaire guy from, from Microsoft. You yeah. didn't know. Someone else told that's, you. That's who that, no, I, no, I totally, I was like, yeah. Because I, you know, and I was like, because I, I, I was used to seeing people that were, like, worth a lot of money there because I caddied. I mean, who takes caddies? People that pay a lot of money. People that can afford, so, uh, what, at least 150 to 200 around for you? No, dude, I've seen actors. I've, my, favorites, my favorites were caddying for the uh, uh, guys who own wineries. Because the guys who own wineries, they... I would always take the owner's bag, and all I knew is he wasn't going to play any more golf past 12 or 13. He'd get up to 13, and then he was going to just drink wine the whole way down. Like, seriously. Hey, some of these. Some they, of us drink whiskey or drink wine like you drink whiskey. I, 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 I just, I, you couldn't hear me, but like, I just fucking saying, like, listen. A guy that owns a winery, is that the strongest man you know? What did you think of that guy? He was very free. Think, think about anybody who owns a winery has to be very French. Any, any Dave Matthews French band type. You know? Ooh, very, very, yes, yes. We party, we party. We're going to have a good time. You might not like what I like, but we're going to be friends. Yeah, I feel that. that. I feel that with the Dave guy. Matthews crowd. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent with them. I feel like I said. I feel like I was at a Hillary Clinton rally when I went with you. But you know, it was a good time. Like I mean, you and I had a good time. Like I mean, you and you, me, you and Craig had a good time. We didn't crash that. Crash that wine t- tasting thing. That was fun. Crash the wine tasting thing. Uh, you get me into the pit. That was a big deal. But the, the girl got you in the pit. You got you you got the girl to slip it off, to give it to me, the the wristband. And then you called me. You said, uh, you said I got you. Come down. Like I'm ready. Right, come down here right now. I got your wristband. You're in the pit. And I come down there. I was like, oh, we're in the pit. And then the next night, you know, we, we're up you, on the hill. And the third night, we just bounced. Yeah. We did stop by that little uh, breakfast spot. That breakfast spot was great. Yeah, on the way back. What, what's the name of that? Uh, the place where that? What's the city name? It's really nice. Yeah. Oh, the the gorge. No, that where the, well, the, the breakfast. George. The, the breakfast place. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Oh. Gorgeous George. You go over the Vantage Bridge, and then I forget. It's a really nice area, and it's like got a cool name. And I'd love to own that a house. Good I'd love to own a house. I don't know, but I don't know, but uh, I do know Craig. Craig knows. All you have to do is look where all the the big trucks are, because they go eat there. It's got the best food. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come up with the name by big. the next podcast. I just can't think of it right off the top of my head, but. Um, yeah, it was. 
out of this out of this Loggins. Oh, the uh, Loggins, Loggins, Loggins. You're right. It no, was called. It was no, called. No, Hawkins, Hawkins. You're saying Loggins. I said Hawkins. Well, shit. It's God. What is? Ah, shit. We're both wrong. <laughs> we should have a computer in front of us. Oh, I don't want to spend my time looking it up. Maybe we should just wrap this motherfucker up and save it up for the opening of the next podcast. What do you think? Yes. That sounds good. Uh, what do you want to end us with, Captain? I was thinking like a Dave Matthews song. What, what, what's a Dave Matthews song that's close and dear to your heart? Crash into me. Oh, Crash? I don't know. Okay. Right. I don't know. Not that one that's like, pump, 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 What's that one called? Yeah. Everybody knows that one. Stripping Billies. Stripping Billies. Stripping Billies. That's the name of the song. Stripping, tripping, tripping, like you're tripping. You're tripping acid, tripping billies. Tripping billies. I did not know. Tripping billies. All right. We're going to take you out with some tripping billies this evening if I don't get blocked by the internet censor gods. I mean, dude, I had a Twitter um, account recently just get blocked. I had at Brett Republican, and they. I was posting some Trump shit and it was literally banned within six days at Brett Republican. Damn fucking this, 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 um, whatchamacallit, the fucking, um, censorship thing. You got blocked? Yeah. Totally got blocked. All right. Yeah, I got blocked by Twitter. I just put on Trippin' Billies and got blown back a little bit because I didn't think that was the... It's like, what is this? You can't hear it, but let's end this podcast, right? So, last final thoughts. What's going on in the next couple days? Because I'm Trippin' Billies! Uh, you know what? Tomorrow's, uh, the uh, last day of work, and I got two days off. We'll see what happens. Halloween? Tony's in town. In my place, some golf. I don't know. Halloween, my front porch light might be out. I don't know. I think I'll come down. I don't know. I think I'll come down. Tomorrow, are you, are you open? Come on down, birds. Okay. Podcast, your porch tomorrow. Let's talk to the zero. Yeah, and crew. Uh, Trick or treaters are good. Everybody, Stoney's going to the Seahawks game. We can talk to him afterwards. Maybe we can have a big old podcast in the house. Perfect. All right. Yep. Doing it. All right, everybody. Listen to us on Spotify. Live from T Town. Live from T Town. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Trippin' Billies. Bye. Late.